Post 82 is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know King's ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers and shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. There are tickets across all major leagues and teams. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Hello everyone out there, this is Jason Jones bringing you the latest edition of Post 82 of the Throne Room Breakdown where we talk all things Sacramento Kings and boy did the Kings give us something to talk about Monday night. The Kings improved to 9-10, and 10, a game below 500. Wait, 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 back up. No, they didn't. Uh, the Kings dropped to 8-11 and 11 because like a, it appeared that like a lot of fans and maybe even some media members assumed that the Kings would beat the Chicago Bulls Monday because, well, they're the Chicago Bulls. They're not that good of a team. They've had their struggles. They had lost three in a row. You know, there appeared to be some strife within the team outside looking in. All type of things. And boy, were we all wrong. Well, I wasn't wrong because I didn't say that. But <laughs> Kings went out there, got out to an 11-point lead, proceeded to give that all back, and almost all of it back in the first quarter. And by the end, it led to a 113-106 loss to the Bulls at Golden 1 Center. And yeah, it's a, a lot of different ways we talk about this game. We can talk about the fact that, the, you know, the Kings got off to a good start and let off, you know, let up. We can talk about how the bench came in late in the first and in the second quarter and just completely was unable to maintain the momentum the starters had, had given them. We can talk about uh, Luke Walton integrating some uh, Trevor Ariza back in after he'd been out for a few games due to personal reasons and the uh, groin injury, trying to, did that have an impact on what happened in the, Know in the game, a lot of different ways we can go, but where I want to start is just kind of like a reminder to everyone out there, not just you know, you know, everyone really. That yes, the Kings have been much better lately, but the Kings are not a good team. Let's just get that out there. I don't mean that disrespectfully. I don't mean that to say that they're going to not win any more games, but. The Kings are, at this rate right now, they're not a playoff team yet. They're not even above 500. So what the Kings cannot do is walk into a game assuming they've got anything won. And in watching the, the, the game on Monday, some of the comments post-game, it's clear the Kings approached this game, at least at some part of the game, as if this is going to be a game they had. You know, you're coming off a big win over Denver. You know, you rally from 17 down, and you just maybe assume, you know what, these are the Bulls, they're not very good, and we're, we're going to roll over them, especially when you jump out to an 11-point lead in the first quarter. But, let's be let's be real, it's the, this Kings team is down two starters in De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley, and Bogdan Bogdanovich is playing, but he's not himself. I mean, if you watched him at all tonight... He's not running well. That hamstring is clearly bothering him. He's not moving the way he normally moves. So, 
if we want to just look at it like this, we can say they're down two and a half players right now, or maybe Bogey is two-thirds of them, so however you want to put it. A team in that position cannot look at any team and say, you know what, we got this because we're better than them. You can't. And if there's still some of that in the locker room, and it, first off, it happens. It happens in the NBA. Teams go through those. They do that. But if that's gonna, if anything, if the first five games of the season didn't remind the Kings what they need to do to be able to win games, uh, Monday was a good reminder that you know what, you're not you're not where you want to be, or maybe you're not even where you think you are right now. And if you're gonna come out and disrespect the basketball gods, you know. Look at and disrespect your opponent and think, you know what, maybe they're not that good. This is what you're going to get. You're going to end up down 19 to the Chicago Bulls at home. <laughs> and the Kings were down 19 to the Bulls in the second half. They rallied in the fourth quarter, got that lead down, you know, got within two. And then uh, Buddy can't missed the three that could have given him the lead, and they couldn't get any closer. Uh, Zach Levine, remember him, the guy who could have been a king if the Bulls hadn't matched that offer sheet. He had a big game, 28 points, had four free throws down the stretch to seal the game. And that was, uh, and I said, uh, on this, on this night, on Monday night, Zach Levine was the best player on the court. Uh, game high, 28 points, uh, five of seven from three. And the Kings, let's check that. The Bulls got a really big contribution from their bench. Uh, rookie guard Kobe White, 11 points, three assists. I like that kid's game. He looked really good out there. Uh, and pretty much anyone who came in off the bench for, for them contributed, which is the exact opposite of what happened for the Kings. And you look at, um, it was a rough night, except. But Bogey ended up with 11 points, three assists. But, you know, you, as you watched him try to get up and down the court, he wasn't himself. He only played 22 minutes. And he's struggling with this minute restriction and in that he can only play in six-minute spurts right now. And he feels like as he gets into a rhythm sometimes, it's hard to maintain it because you know you're coming out. and You, you know, if you, you, know, you get going, you know you're only going to play six minutes at a time. You know, uh, I think Yogi Ferrell, uh, if anyone on the bench, he had the biggest impact. He was in the game late when the Kings made their run to get back in the game. He had nine points, four assists, two steals. And I think if anyone, he had the most impact off the bench. But it was a rough night for Trevor Ariza. Like I said, his first game back, 12 minutes, two points. Missed all his field goals, two turnovers. Um, well, even Bogey had three turn. Three turnovers, Justin James didn't score in 10 minutes, just a rebound and three turnovers. Dwayne Detman, two points, seven rebounds, but three turnovers. Uh, yeah, just a lot of a lot of mistakes from that second group. The Kings had 18 turnovers for the game, 12 committed by the bench. So it was definitely was not the best night for uh, the, the Kings second unit. I don't know. Are we still calling? Are they calling themselves the Liddy Committee still? I don't know. But if they are, they weren't very lit <laughs> against the Bulls. So that was a big factor in this game. And again, as I go back to, 
this might be the type of game the Kings need to remind them that, you know what, we've still got a lot of work to do before we can kind of walk around with our chest out and feel like we've accomplished something. Because the reality is the Kings haven't accomplished anything this season. They've gotten themselves going in the right direction. But I thought the goal was to make the playoffs, not to have a couple of good weeks and then come out and I don't want to because remember this is a no overreaction zone. I don't want to say they were humiliated by the Bulls, but being down 19 to to the Bulls was definitely not a good not a good look. But again, as I said, this Kings team is not good enough to assume they can do anything. I mean, you look at the rosters. Uh, Zach Levine was the best player on the court. Laurie Markkinen uh, may not be having his best season, but he hit the Kings for 20 points, four eight from three, seven rebounds. And they said Kobe White, the rookie, hit, you know, was solid. Uh, so, yeah, this is just, it was, like I said, it's a definitely, you know, a reality check moment, I think, for the Kings. Just to remember that in order to win games, there's a certain level of intensity and focus they need for an entire game. Not, they're not going to be, right now, they're not going to jump on a team in the first quarter and make that team quit. And the Bulls didn't quit. They deserved to win. They played harder. Yes, the Kings won three of the four quarters, but the Bulls took control in that second quarter. The Kings might have won the third quarter by a point, but at that point, the, the Bulls had established kind of their control of the game, and that allowed them to, even as the Bull, sorry, as the Kings rallied, to hold on to the win. So... I don't have a whole lot as far as what I liked, didn't like from this game because it's quite simple. What I didn't like was an overconfident Kings team, a team that, as Buddy said, you know, they didn't respect them. Buddy being Buddy Hill, they they didn't respect the Bulls, and that's disrespectful. (laughs) Uh, Clearly, I mean, that's pretty pretty redundant, but. It's just not it's not the way you want to approach a game, you know, and you're going to have bad games, but let your bad games be about missed shots and things of that nature. Not because you thought you had a team that you could walk over and that team turned up, turned up, turned around and walked over you. So, like I said, props to the Bulls. So, well, what can we take from this going forward? I want to see how Luke Walton continues to try to integrate his um, get his rotations going in line because right now without with Bogey not at a hundred percent he can't play him probably the minutes he would like to play him. Uh, Luke is going to, is trying to work Trevor Ariza back into the rotation, which uh, cuts in the Justin James's minutes, and so that's going to I don't know how Luke balances that because. Trevor wasn't having the best shooting season to begin with. He had been given some props for some of his defense at times, but you know Justin had played well enough to where you could see, you know, you could see a situation where maybe Lucas has tr- trust him enough to keep him on the court more. But will Luke lean toward the veteran and Ariza in you know in certain situations? Will he trust that experience of a player he knows very well, you know, knows personally because they were teammates and he's known a long time? Or has Justin James done enough to stay in a rotation no matter what it is that uh, Trevor does? That remains to be seen. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, 
if Trevor can struggle the way he, or he will continue to struggle the way he has, or especially the way he did uh, Monday, he looked like a game who would, a guy who had missed a few games, which he has, you know, due to personal reasons. And he also had been dealing with a groin injury prior to missing those games. So a lot for Trevor to kind of overcome to get himself back on track. The key will be can Luke Walton, you know, settle, get a rotation figured out. That makes all this work amid the injuries, amid the um, the uncertainty of when guys are going to be getting back. So that's something that we all need to watch out for, which takes us to the upcoming road trip that begins in Portland on Wednesday. Hmm, yeah, um, that'll be another game. that the, I don't think the Kings will overlook Portland just in part because they have the names. They have the names like Damian Lillard, you know, Carmelo Anthony coming off of a Western Conference Player of the Week award. So I think the, the Kings, don't have the attention of the Kings. It's just a matter of can this team execute and make things happen on the road. It's a four-game trip. Uh, after Portland, the Kings are going to swing through Texas, hit all three cities out there. Never an easy task, especially with the improved play of the Dallas Mavericks. And Spurs coming off a big win uh, recently where they knocked off the Clippers. So it's not going to be an easy trip. This can easily be an 0-4 trip if the Kings aren't focused and don't play well. And before we get out of here, like I said, there's not a whole lot to really talk about with this game. Just because, hey, it's, you know, it is what it is. It happened. But going forward, uh, the big news of the day was... The Kings announcing that Marvin Bagley is going to be reevaluated at the end of this week. And in terms of whether or not he'll play, they'll look at that then. So there is a chance Marvin could return during the road trip. There will be no De'Aaron Fox. He's not going to travel with the team. He's going to um, be reevaluated with sprained ankle again in the next two to three weeks. So we're really probably looking at with De'Aaron seeing him sometime in, you know, maybe in January. Would be a good guess, maybe longer. We don't know, but it looks like Marvin Bagley the third is closer to being back. Friday is going to be the the uh, sixth week mark of his injury. When we were told it would be four to six weeks, so you know, so if the Kings can get Marvin back sometime soon, he's been able to do conditioning and whatnot because of you know the nature of his injury, the broken thumb. He just can't you know play. He's can't risk getting hit on that. So if you can get Marvin Bagley back, that might be a good start to fixing a few things. Uh, it'll help solidify the Kings rebounding, even though they've gotten some good rebounding games from Nemanja Bielitsa and Rashawn Holmes. And it'll give the Kings another player who could get to the free throw line and kind of even things out for the Kings in that area. Because in a lot of these games the Kings are losing, they're not shooting a lot of free throws and their opponents are shooting a ton because the Kings are fouling a lot. But yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I will check back in with you. Actually, we got the, uh, another edition of Throne Room Breakdown with myself and Kenny Caraway coming up uh, Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that. And be on the lookout for another Post 82 Wednesday following the Kings game in Portland. You know how to find me on Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. You know where to find me on Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC. And you know where to find my work at theathletic.com. Get, you know, get on there, check it out, subscribe, do what you do, share the, share the work, not just of myself, but of my colleagues. 
Got a lot of good stuff going on. You might want to check out my man Jason Quick before the Kings play the Blazers. Got some good stuff up about uh, Carmelo Anthony and his transition to Portland. So take care, everyone. Remember, no overreaction zone. Yes, this was not a good a, a good loss or I won't say a moral victory because there wouldn't be a moral victory losing a close game to the Bulls. But there, but there also is no overreaction. It's one of eighty-two. Let's see how the Kings bounce back. So. This is Jason Jones of The Athletic, Post 82, Throne Room Breakdown. Y'all take care. I will catch up with you later. I'm gone.